A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello Buglers, it's Nish Kumar. Welcome to Top Stories from the Bugle. And today, here's a classic clip from December 2016 and Bugle 4008, whose episode title is Citation Needed, featuring me. No citation needed, I know it was me, I've listened. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Top story this week, party time. Andy, it's December. Yep. We got Christmas. We got New Year's. You know what that means? It means party time. <laughs> and it's big partying across Europe. Uh, because uh, there's been some good news, some good news coming out of European politics. Alexander van der Bellen won the Austrian election, defeating Norbert Hofer of the far-right Freedom Party. <laughs> party time, Andy! <laughs> it's party time. Yes, the far-right party did win 45% of the vote, but it's still party time. <laughs> we need to hold on to this. Some people are saying that uh, this isn't necessarily good news. We shouldn't be celebrating that uh, Nazis have not won a major election, <laughs> but given the all-you-can-eat buffet of utter feces that has been 2016's <laughs> political news, it is a sweet relief to know that common says has prevailed and a far-right party has not won an election in a major European country. Particularly Austria. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, I guess, come to that democratic conclusion. I guess better late than never, I suppose. Listen, they're learning from their mistakes, Andy. <laughs> A Green Party politician, uh, Werner Kogler, uh, I don't know if I've pronounced that right, but let's go with that. And uh, van der Bellen, uh, he does sound like a name that we've made up, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's his actual name. He was formerly in the Green Party, running as an independent. A Green Party politician uh, described the result as, quote, a small global turning of the tide 
in these uncertain, not to say hysterical and even stupid times. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's... I mean, is this a turning of the tide? Uh it might be one of those turnings of the tide where the tide goes out a bit before <laughs> a massive tsunami comes in instead. But we'll we'll take it. It has been it has been a wet year on the beach, Nish. <laughs> Party time. Yeah, it might not even be. It might just be someone throwing a bucket of water into the sea. But we'll ta- <laughs> we will take it. We got to take what we can get. It uh, it would have been an absolutely disastrous result uh, if he'd won. And um, there's sort of been some some commiserations uh, across the kind of far right of Europe. Um, this slightly extraordinary claim uh, from one of his supporters uh, who said that if Hoffa had won, he would have proved he wasn't a Nazi if he had been elected. Now, that is a very (laughs) dangerous game to play, especially given that he is the leader of a party who was founded by a group of (laughs) ex-Nazis. But that is still a very dangerous claim. If somebody said to you, "You, go and stick your dick in that lion's mouth, (laughs) and that will prove that the lion will not bite your dick off. You'd probably think, who is running this zoo? <laughs> and also, when you look at the track record of people who have you know, run as Nazis and then got into power, I mean, for example, Adolf Hitler ran as a Nazi and then, if anything, became much, much more of a Nazi. Absolutely. After winning the election. But m- much, much more. And he was... Pretty much 120% Nazi to start with. <laughs> um, yeah, he went full Nazi. Powell really teased the Nazi out of him. Interestingly, uh, Hoffer um, has had a pop at Nigel Farage, who um, yep. uh, enjoying himself after uh, interfering with British democracy and now basically <laughs> trying to interfere with everyone else's uh, as well. Um, uh, he's been blamed by someone in the Freedom Party for, uh, for, the, for the defeat uh, because he claimed on Fox News uh, that Hoffer would hold a referendum on Austria leaving the EU, um, and uh, Hoffer described these comments as a crass misjudgment, um, which I think Farage probably took as a compliment, um, adding that it does not fill me with joy when someone meddles from outside. <laughs> the ultimate insult to Farage. <laughs> Especially because that's what he accused Barack Obama of doing. Uh, earlier in the year with the EU referendum, he said that uh, you know it didn't help that Obama came and in, interfered, and he's not learning his own lessons. No, like Farage. Well, his whole political career is based on the idea that people come in and meddle from the outside, <laughs> isn't it? We've got to take the positives from the situation, and it does seem to be sort of one in the eye uh, for right-wing populism. But 2017, as bad as 2016 has been, could be limbering up to be a sequel in the vein of the Matrix sequels and it could be longer and even more painful. <laughs> but um, Because there are major elections happening here in France and Germany next year and the sort of hope is that this is kind of one in the eye for the right-wing populists. And my the thing that I find most interesting about this is the way that these people brand themselves, like calling themselves the National Front. In Italy, they're called the Five Star Movement. Even the fact that they're called populists is a real victory of branding. Because <laughs> if you walk around calling yourself popular, there is a chance people will go, well, they must be pretty popular. It's like the ultimate confidence trick. And I'm still not sure why we've all gone along with that idea. When Prince changed his name to the artist formerly known as Prince, we just laughed at him and then kept calling him Prince. <laughs> like, it's very strange. I've got some s- possible suggestions for alternative names to stop calling them right-wing populists. Uh, my suggestions are dickheadism, Woodstock for shitbags, nutcase enablers, the dark side of the force, assholes, and Anne Hathaway. Because 
for whatever reason, I'm a fan of Anne Hathaway, but people seem to really hate Anne Hathaway. And well, I think if we start... Is this the one that married Shakespeare? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is I mean, one they, for... Are they blaming Shakespeare's romantic comedies <laughs> on the fact that he was... Uh... I think they might be slightly confusing too, Anne Hathaway's. Okay. <laughs> well, in France, uh, Marine Le Pen... Uh, who is the daughter of one of France's biggest ever shitheads? Is um, well, I mean, she she could be she could be president by this time next year. Very scary. Um, she's behind in the polls, but that is generally a pretty surefire sign that she's going to romp to f-ing victory. Um, this this week. She caused some uh, some controversy uh, with these comments. I've got nothing against foreigners, but I say to them, if you come to our country, don't expect that you'll be taken care of and that your children will be educated for free. Um, and then followed up by saying, it's the end of playtime. <laughs> Which is contradictory messages, isn't it? Saying that your children will not be allowed to go to school, but then also won't have playtime either. So if they're not going to school, playtime is all they've got left. She did try to... Um, <laughs> There's going to be Playtime 24-7, which coincidentally is Nish's name on the comedy circuit. But anyway, um, she tried to clarify... It's either that or NK47. <laughs> she tried to clarify matters by saying that she meant only illegal immigrants, uh, not all foreigners. So everyone assumes that what she really meant was all foreigners. <laughs> that is basically what she said. Um, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's worrying. She, she has, many articles said, worked very hard to detoxify the uh, Front National Party's extremist image. Um, but not entirely detoxify, because I, I guess if you're a right-wing leader, you need, what 2016 has shown is you need to have an effective level of electable toxicity. You don't want to be completely detoxified. You want to be have enough toxicity to poison people to make them feel sick and angry, but still leave them just alive enough to vote. That is the absolute key. Electable toxicity is Andy's name on the UK. <laughs> it does seem that fascism has had a rebrand. Because I thought we were all under the impression collectively that it was a bad thing. It is definitely a tainted brand. It's definitely, a, it definitely is. I thought it was a tainted brand, but it seems like everybody's sort of cool with it now. Trump was openly endorsed by the KKK. Nigel Farage sort of seemingly co-opted fascist propaganda for Brexit. And what I'm worried about is where does this leave Indiana Jones? <laughs> because... Why are these questions never asked in the mainstream? <laughs> Classic MSM bias. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> I, I, Indiana Jones, I always thought, was the story of a sort of plucky archaeologist and his blood buddy, Sala, uh, who in the, were trying to keep the Holy Grail out of the hands of Nazis. And then it has a happy ending when the Grail doesn't get stolen by fascists. But now, in 2016, we have to redo that entire film because it's now... Uh, it's now a horrible story about a group of outright activists who were trying to get hold of the Holy Grail for reasons of economic anxiety <laughs> or to keep it out of the hands of Islamic fundamentalists. And then some liberal elite academic <laughs> comes along from the establishment with his Muslim friend and tries to interfere because of political correctness. And actually, the ending is very sad because the outright activists drink from the wrong cup. And they could have consulted the academic, uh, given that he was actually an expert in biblical history but I think we have all had enough of experts testify <laughs> so, I mean, when was that how old is Indiana Jones now they're from the 80s so I mean he's well he must be what 70 now for yeah if he's a day those films out there so he's probably swung right anyway, <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> 
<laughs> that's the the very dark fifth Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> Indiana J- Jones and the Change of Heart. <laughs> I've travelled the world. I know what these people are like. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'd like to take this opportunity at the end of the episode to test if any of you are still listening. Oh, I love Boris Johnson. I think he's a real sexy, cool guy with great opinions about things. I love Elon Musk. I in no way think he looks like sexually aggressive ham. Producer Chris is a cool guy who in no way should go f*** himself. I love pun runs. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.